Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, hello. Welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season 2. My name is Michelle, and I will be your host and guide. On today's podcast, I'm really excited to talk about the equinox and the powerful meaning and opportunity that it holds for twin flames. And also, don't forget to stay to the end where you can hear another twin flame share their journey so far. Because as you know, this twin flame journey is one of the most intense experiences you can go through. And I've heard that being able to hear another twin flame share their story has been so healing for so many of you. And I've also heard it's been healing as well for those of you who have done the twin flame share. Being able to be vulnerable and give voice to your own unique and powerful journey, I've heard can be very cathartic. So a special thank you to all of you who have shared your twin flame story so far. Okay, let's get started and talk about equinoxes and the powerful significance it has for twin flames. I have to tell you, this came through me directly from my guides. There was no like symbolism around it. I didn't have to figure out anything. It was a direct message. Talk about the equinoxes and the significance for twin flames. It was as clear as can be. And it was pretty exciting when I got it because it's perfectly timed, of course. We have an equinox coming up tomorrow. And perhaps you're like me, but I've always held a special interest in the equinoxes and solstices. In fact, I always am drawn to share my newsletter on one of those significant dates. And once I studied this, I understood why. And so, of course, it's perfectly timed that this would come up today. So let's dive in. Okay, as you probably know, there are only two equinoxes in the year, one in March and one in September. And based on which hemisphere you're in, either the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere, you're either experiencing the vernal or spring equinox or the autumnal or fall equinox. And as I'm in the northern hemisphere, we are entering into our vernal or spring equinox tomorrow. And so what happens on or around the 20th of March and or September is that at noon, our beautiful sun lines up with the equator. And so as you know, our equator is at zero degrees latitude. And at noon on an equinox, the sun lines up to the equator at zero degrees latitude. So the center of the sun is in the same plane as the equator. And during this astronomical event, the entire world experiences the closest approximation of daytime and nighttime being the same length, right? We've all experienced that. And this is a huge energetic shift of balance. And the reason why this is such a huge energetic shift of balance is because it's the only time on the earth, the two days out of the year, when the energies of the masculine and feminine on the earth are in balance. 
So if we think of the equator as wrapping itself around the Earth and dividing the world into half, into the northern and southern halves, when the sun aligns with the equator, right, the balance of the world and the energy of the North Pole and the South Pole become into balance. So the North Pole is the positive charge and the South Pole holds the negative charge. The North Pole, the positive energy, flows toward the South Pole, the negative energy. This is the universal flow of energy on the planet from positive to negative, right? This positive energy is also known as the masculine energy, right? This is the active energy, the giving energy. The Southern energy is the negative energy, the receiving energy, the feminine energy. Now the words used in this way, positive and negative, don't take on the meaning that we often hold for them in life of judgment or better or worse, right? Negative meaning bad. It doesn't take on that meaning. These words are used scientifically to measure ions and electrons. And ions are the positive charge. So for example, negative charge or energy just means that there are more electrons than ions. In fact, the example I often use is to just look at a battery, right? The flow of energy from the battery follows the flow of energy from the universe, right? The direction of a battery, the charge in a battery can only be charged when the flow is from positive to negative, right? The flow of the North Pole is magnetically drawn toward the South Pole. This is the universal flow of energy. Now, I've also learned from some reliable sources that the poles have recently shifted and changed places. But I'm not a scientist, so I won't speak further into that. So going back to the equinox, right, it is so powerful to think about this energetic flow in the world and how on the equinox, there is an energetic alignment of the North and South Poles and a balance of masculine and feminine energies. This feels super powerful to me that for two days of the year, the masculine and feminine energies of the planet are in balance. And this could explain why almost every religion has significant celebrations and rituals around the equinox. And for many religions and traditions, the spring equinox marks the beginning of their new calendar year. There are numerous monuments around the world that were built to align with the sun on the equinoxes, right? One of the most famous and well-known is Stonehenge, right? And these monuments date back thousands of years, BCE. So... Being a twin flame and being here on the earth at this time, we already know that this twin flame journey invites us to not only balance our masculine and feminine energies, but invites us to heal any shadow masculine and feminine energies. But I'm not going to go into any of the wounded or shadow energies today. And it's important to remember, right, that we all carry masculine and feminine energies within us. This has absolutely nothing to do with gender or how you identify. When I refer to masculine or feminine, I'm referring to the attributes that make up each polar energy. And these two polar energies exist everywhere in nature. And as we've learned, even science uses these terms, masculine and feminine, to denote the differences in energies. So I thought I would list these attributes of the divine masculine and divine feminine energies, especially since the March equinox is tomorrow. So as you listen to these attributes of energies, I invite you to drop into your body and just observe and see what comes up as I list each one. There may be others that you can think of. There may be some that don't resonate with you. These are just mine from my experience. And I actually really started to understand this when I put them under the lens of a tango dance and looked at the lead and the follow 
because the instructors would have to know how to do lead and follow and it became a dance of push and pull and it was so twin flame like to me and it helped me really understand these energies so that's the basis of where I got all of these and then throughout time I've fine-tuned this list so just take as always what resonates with you all right the divine masculine here are some attributes active secure confident decisive grounded motivated competent aligned with inner and outer power great leadership secure boundaries kind heart-centered aligned with inner strength brave and generous and now here are some attributes for the divine feminine receptive trusting intuitive patient creative empathic in the flow heart-centered present secure with themselves compassionate allowing and stands in their divine power and again these are just some attributes I'm sure there are many more and just to give you a groundwork or a framework to look at as we head into the equinox and sort of going over this list seeing what part of you could use more balance or what part of you has maybe too much masculine and not enough feminine and balance them out within yourself twin flame union is when we have a divine inner union and this is achieved on the twin flame journey when our inner masculine and inner feminine energies are balanced healed and restored to wholeness right and the misconception is that we need our twin flame to be with us to come into union but the truth is when we achieve inner union our life is balanced with the universe right our life becomes a divine dance with the universe our life becomes <laughs> an eternal equinox so on the equinox tomorrow wherever you are in the world or even if you listen to this episode later we have a powerful opportunity you have a powerful opportunity to align with the energy of the earth and practice holding your masculine and feminine energies in balance right we get to do that twice a year practice feeling into the energy of the earth and then we can bring it in the rest of the year also know that I feel like it's important to say equinoxes can also bring up the shadows in our unconscious because when everything is in balance everything that's out of balance comes up to be cleared so if this is your experience please I invite you to hold yourself with compassion or reach out to a healer or therapist who can guide you safely to work with these energies this twin flame journey is first and foremost a divine and spiritual journey right I find it also important to remember that our soul signed up for this and that we are always safe now if you're looking for more group support we have started a private Facebook group for the listeners of this podcast and my soul sister Molly is the admin and running the group so you can find it on Facebook under groups and the name is alchemical souls and I just ask that this space is used for the highest good of all and I'll also in fact I'll also put a PDF of these masculine and feminine aspects into the Facebook group so if you're interested you can download that 
And if you feel called to share your Twin Flame experience so far, please do email me either a voice recording about five to 10 minutes long or in text form to twinflametransformation11 at gmail.com. Don't forget the 11. And now please join me as we listen to our next powerful, touching, and beautifully vulnerable Twin Flame Share. Hello. My Twin Flame journey is very recent and I don't talk about it with anyone around because I feel no one would really understand and they would just think I'm crazy or still trying to recover from a breakup. So I hope sharing this will help anyone who needs. I am now 31 years old. I was raised in a very functional and healthy family. But I was always kind of a rebel soul. And since I was young, I never wanted to get married and have kids. Even having the example of a happily married parents for over 30 years. I feel I always denied wanting to marry because I had such high standards for it. True love, soul connection, respect, intimacy. That it felt delusional to hope for it in this lifetime. And I was just scared of not being a good mother. Before meeting my TF, I had four serious relationships, and one of them being with a monstrous sociopath when I was 24. This relationship deeply wounded me, and it took me years to heal all the triggers of being manipulated and abused. That was back in 2016, and I had another boyfriend for three and a half years, and another short but serious relationship right after. When I became single again in June 2020, I was heartbroken and disappointed with my choices. So I decided to look inside and restart restart my healing process, which I had neglected for some time because life was good. For a year and a half, I did a lot of internal work, therapy, hiking, meditation, and everything that could help me heal and feel whole again. In 2022, I spent New Year's in a very famous place in Brazil with beautiful people, a lot of parties. It was fun, but I didn't really connect with anyone. But still, a bunch of people followed me on Instagram, mostly guys. Later that month, I turned 30 years, and it was a huge milestone for me. For the first time in my life, I felt truly happy, regardless any external condition. I was in love with myself, with my life, with my reality. In fact, I felt so happy that I remember thinking, maybe true love, as in a romantic relationship, isn't meant for me in this lifetime. I have so many blessings, a great family, amazing friends, successful career. I don't need anything else. A month later, I went to the beach for carnival with my girlfriends. By the time we got there, on a sunny Saturday afternoon, I had an emotional breakdown. I burst into tears without any apparent reason and I cried for hours even though I was happy. I told my friends I was going back home on that night and they begged me to stay just one more day and give it a chance. I agree on that, and on that night we went out to have dinner, and one of my best friends, a guy, joined us. He was sitting beside me at the restaurant when someone FaceTimed him, and I picked up his phone. When the video turned on, there he was, handsome man with the most beautiful smile looking at me. The restaurant was busy, so I couldn't really understand what he said, so I gave the phone back to my friend and let it go. The next day, I didn't went back home, so we went to a sunset party, and my best friend was there again. 
unlikely most stories, was not excited to go out, neither had that feeling of, oh my God, today's the day. As soon as I walked into the party, I saw my TF sitting on a table next to mine. I was hypnotized by him, even having no idea of who he was. I had this urge to talk to him. Usually, I don't make moves towards men, but as he stood up and started chatting with my best friend, I jumped on my feet, walked over them to casually say hello. Before I could introduce myself, my TF said my name. I was a bit shocked that he knew it, but then again, since he knew my best friend, that, that didn't seem too weird. We engaged in a conversation as if, as if we had known each other for a long time. It felt like the two of us were catching up a lifetime apart. At one point, he said, You're much more friendly in person than online. And then I got to know that he was one of the guys that was in my DMs after New Year's and that he was the guy from the video call the night before. I replied, well, now we're meeting face to face. It must be your lucky day. To which he said, it's not luck. I knew you would be here and I came because of you. I had to meet you. I'm hardly speechless, but on that moment, I couldn't say anything. My whole body was in ecstasy for a stranger. When we kissed, it felt like nothing ever before and I cannot explain, so it would be useless to try. We spent that night and the following two days and nights together until carnival was over and we had to go back to our hometown. We live in different cities, one hour flight away. Before saying goodbye, he invited me to spend the upcoming weekend with him and a few days later, I was boarding a plane, having no idea how my life would forever change after that. I was overwhelmed, thinking I was insane, but at the same time, I felt like I had to be with him. How could someone I had just met be so familiar to me? How could I feel so comfortable and intimate with someone I barely knew? When we got to his apartment, there was a beautiful orchid and a book waiting for me. I was shocked once again. Those were my favorite flowers, and the book was on the top of my reading list. On that moment, I just felt that something very powerful and unknown was unfolding right before my eyes. The next day, we were on a party and he started to talk about his feelings for me, how much he liked me, and it took me completely by surprise when he looked into my eyes and said, do you want to be my girlfriend? If anyone else had asked me this on the second time we met, I would have run away, but not him. So I said, yes, I do. Fun facts. One, I'm recording this on our anniversary, exactly a year after this magical night on March 13th. Fun fact two, a week before meeting him, I got two new tattoos in my wrist honoring my parents. The number 13, because my mom was born on June 13th, and 1111, because my dad was born on November 11th. My twin flame was born on November 13th, which means I had inked his birthday on my skin a few days before meeting him, and also our anniversary. For exact eight months, we both lived and shared the happiest days of our lives. It was the first time that love felt safe for me and magical, completely different from anything else I had ever experienced. He was my safe harbor and my wildest adventure, my best friend, my lover, my soulmate, and he felt the same. We were happy in love and safe as we experienced an unconditional love and it felt like heaven on earth. I, can ne I cannot find words to describe how divine our relationship was. We could talk for hours about everything and anything. We shared 
our past traumas, our dreams, our plans for the future, and I was always amazed by our mutual understanding. We also had differences on several matters, but our disagreements never turned into fights. We would always talk through it. No yelling, no old patterns. I was in awe. Finally, that love that I never dared at the meeting I dreamt about was happening to me, and it felt even more blissful than I imagined. In a very short time, we began talking of marriage, kids, me moving to his hometown. Nothing felt rushed or forced. It was obvious that we would be together forever, and we wanted to start to start it as soon as possible. We had such a powerful connection that it was natural to understand and accept the love and desire to be together, the unexplainable magnetism from and for each other. And everyone around us felt it too. Our family and friends were amazed by our encounter. They would always say how none of us had ever been in love like that or as happy as we were together. On his 35th birthday, November 13th, yes, always the number 13, our world collapsed. To this day, it's still very hard and very painful to remember that day, and I still haven't completely understand what happened. I was triggered by him somewhere deep and dark, dark inside of me, and a huge fight took place, something unknown for us. We became violent, loud, mean. We yelled and offended each other in ways I could never imagine possible, not even in a nightmare. Sometimes I feel like it wasn't us, not our souls, just our bodies fighting that night. Other times I wonder if our love blinded us to envy from people surrounding us and that energy just messed up. I was so It was something so abnormal, brutal, inhuman. Looking back, it shatters my heart how I could hurt the person that I love the most. And it breaks my heart that he hurt me also. Before the fight, we had never spent more than five days apart since we met every single weekend. And after the fight, we stayed apart for three weeks. We would talk every day, trying to find our way back to each other. We were both hurt and heartbroken, but our love was there, remembering us of how much was at risk. He kept saying that I was the love of his life, that we would get through it and that it was a matter of time for us, but I couldn't bear the physical distance, so 20 days later I took a flight to meet him. We talked for hours to find a way out of that pain and suffering, and that's when he confessed he was going to propose in our upcoming Christmas trip, but that after everything that, that happened he just couldn't travel anymore. His plans and dreams had been crushed. I was devastated once again. I couldn't understand how two people that loved each other so much, that were aware of the value and the rarity of their connections, could be in so much pain. How was it possible that we found each other in such a magical and divine way, and that a silly fight had become a huge issue to the point of driving us apart? On that day, he cried in my arms, telling me he loved me more than anything and everything, and that he couldn't bear being away from me, but he didn't know how to be together. At that point, my pain was such that it felt like my heart was barely beating. I went back home and we kept communicating daily for 20 more days and then he suddenly changed his behavior. After all we had been through, he just texted me saying that he couldn't get over it and that I had never actually loved him and that we should move on separately. From this day, the man I knew disappeared and a very cruel, mean and heartless version of him stepped in. His words were always stained with resentment, and he would often accuse me of destroying his life, his dreams, his future. 
I sank into the dark night of the soul, the darkest days of my life. I stopped eating, I wouldn't speak to anyone, I didn't sleep, and I didn't leave my room. I cried and worked 15 hours a day because it was the only thing that kept me barely sane. I dropped 17 pounds in a month and I looked like a ghost, consumed by sorrow. I went to Europe for New Year's thinking, thinking that maybe I would clear my mind a bit, but instead I spent 15 days crying. There wasn't a moment when I wasn't hurting and missing him. We still te texted almost daily. He kept affirming he loved me, but saying he could never forgive me for what ha happened to us. There were moments when the pain of having lost him and the absence of him was so intense that I felt like I couldn't breathe or take another step. I began to think that maybe I wouldn't survive, that the pain might just make my heart stop and I would die. By that time, I came across a random Instagram post about Twin Flames. When I read it, my body was flooded with a feeling of relief and hope. There we were, the unexplainable explained. The unearthly connection, the feeling of recognition, the familiarity, that love, and also the separation. It was so clear that we are Twin Flames that I couldn't stop reading and searching for more information about it, and that's when I came in touch with Michelle's podcast. It took me some time to have courage to reach out. Sometimes I felt like I was crazy to believe in twin flames, but the synchronicities kept showing up as if an encouragement for me. I decided to read old letters he sent me looking for a sign of that I was not crazy and I hadn't felt it alone. And in one of them, he wrote me. I know that our souls are connected in the universe and that everything we went through in life before meeting was preparing us for our encounter, our love. I will love you to my last breath. In every lifetime, I will find you. Whenever I doubt of our twin flame journey, I read our messages again, and I realize that we both knew what was happening between us, even though we didn't know there was a label for it. We had been in no contact for almost a month when we accidentally crossed paths last month. It was carnival again, and we were on the same beach that we first met. I was walking, and we literally ran into each other on the sidewalk. I thought I was gonna faint, but I didn't. We talked for a while and there were moments when I just forgot that we were not in union. We spoke of our jobs, families, of life lately. He told me the past months had been a nightmare for him and that he would probably never know if he had made the right decision or not. I had to fight the urge to throw my arms around him and beg for him to come back. Saying goodbye one more time was so painful and I still don't know how I had the courage to let him walk away. I've been doing my inner work because I know I need to heal, to feel whole again, so that one day we can be in union. I try not to be consumed by how much I love and miss him. I've been going out more, meeting new people, giving myself the chance to be happy again. It's still very hard, because no matter how happy or fulfilled I may feel, at some point, the absence of him always catch up with me. I have very vivid images and dreams of our union and future together, so I try to hold on to this happy moment, and I trust the divine timing. Thank you for listening.